0: Hello oh, and welcome to Toklore. I'm Sarah. I'm Kiki.
1: Get stoned with us as we discover what folklore is and where to find it.
0: And as we learn about ancient and contemporary cultures.
1: All while imbibing in local cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> What are you gearing up for, Kiki?
0: I'm gonna check out a local UAP hotspot, and I'm hoping I might also see a Bigfoot.
1: Wait, I'm sorry, UAPs and Bigfoot?
0: (laughs) UAPs are unidentified aerial phenomena. There's some evidence that there's a correlation between Bigfoot sightings and UAP sightings, even government cover-ups.
1: Hold on, you think aliens exist? And somehow Bigfoot is involved and the government is covering it up? Why not, Sarah?
0: The earliest estimations of the Drake Equation numbered the likelihood of planets that support life as being between 1,000 and 100 million.
1: Why couldn't they be here? Well, okay. I'll keep an open mind. On Toklore. Oh my goodness. Bigfoot and aliens and Bigfoot and the government. Mm -hmm. There's so much. So, I had the pleasure of talking to one of our listeners (laughs) that listened to the first Bigfoot episode. So, I've already got some feedback for this one. I'm kind of excited. Okay. Mostly (laughs) just that she was like, dang it, I wanted more. Like, yes, (laughs) we succeeded. So, if you guys didn't figure that out, on part one Bigfoot part one the whole point of keeping it a little bit vague was to make you want to find more info out there so if you haven't yet mm-hmm. you need to go back and check out those different podcasts that Kiki referenced in our show notes
0: Please, they are so lovely yeah. to listen to I'm dude right lie. now
1: pause what you're doing go take a look at that Sasquatch and sit, tracks. Just throw some follows down and then come back to like, us literally
0: Sasquatch Tracks is one of the best ones and Sasquatch Chronicles check them out
1: all right moving on i have always been under the impression that if we believe that we're the only life in the whole known universe we are really stupid and arrogant and blind (laughs) the odds are there is definitely other life forms out there yeah it's not at all an unrealistic thing given the more and more that we learn about the world around us
0: i feel like it's not a big stretch between believing in angels and believing in aliens. Like I feel like they're like the same, like different. Like, in different folklore, one. As I <laughs> like, say, yeah, it's
1: like it's folklore. It's it's how one era or time period in time culturally explained yeah. a phenomenon that we know we knew very little about then and are learning more and more about now. I think so too. I believe that's what is it the, there's that quote about the difference between magic and science.
0: <laughs> I don't know it, unfortunately. It,
1: Magic is basically just science we haven't figured out yet.
0: Yeah, imagine, like, pulling somebody from the past and just, put it, like, putting them on a plane, and they'd freak out.
1: That's actually one of the neat twists to the Shadow and Bone series oh. was about geishas. Geishas? No. It's not geisha, but it's a similar word because I kept thinking it was like geisha or maybe it is geisha. And I'm just thinking of memoirs of a geisha. Now I have two completely (laughs) different books getting mushed up in my brain right now in a really weird way. But it's a fantasy series about People with certain born abilities that allow them to manipulate the elements. And they, most people, it, to them, it looks like magic, but they call it the little science because there is oh, yeah. scientific methods that back up their abilities and how they use them and how they work biologically, scientifically. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, hey, this is a really cool, fresh take on magic. So anyways. Anyhoo. We, g- we digress we a bit. Okay, Bigfoot. Bigfoot and aliens. Mm-hmm.
0: So there have been, I can't find a specific story that, that a, of a witness seeing Bigfoot coming out of a spaceship, but it is mentioned all the freaking, so it's, it's folklore. It's like folklore in ufology. It's just that Bigfoot has been witnessed coming out of spaceships. And um, a lot of times sightings of Bigfoot also coincide with cattle mutilations. Interesting. Yes, I thought that was
1: interesting as well. And like if, food source, if it's to be believed that Bigfoot is just some a creature that's that's close to its rationing and thinking and processing to a human, then right. why not? If they're a bit more carnivorous I mean, than we are, some
0: but some cattle mutilations, it's with like surgical pre- precision because it's specific part. It's like they've cut off the lips of the cow, and that's all they've done.
1: That's just bizarre. I know. Yeah. Is there any theory behind why?
0: No. I think they're studying them for some reason. Well, because bovines are actually genetically pretty close to humans, so they make great test subjects.
1: That's why there are certain species of animals that are used frequently in, in experimentation. Pigs as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. You guys should watch for Bonobos. Yep, bonobos. Mm-hmm. And so
0: there's also places where there are a lot of Bigfoot sightings. There also happen to be a lot of UFO sightings or UAP sightings. So like lights in in the sky. Often in the same area. Mm-hmm. Lights in the sky, cigar-shaped craft. You've got craft that's going too fast. You have stuff showing up on radar that you can't identify and can't get a response from. Yeah. I have
1: personally been told stories from people that my dad grew up with that were like people i call uncle but they weren't biologically related to me they just weren't my dad's best friend since long before i was born still your uncle and he worked in the navy Mm. i believe stationed on lake michigan and he had some really bizarre stories he liked to share about unidentified objects that they would see coming in and out of the lake oh and he's not and he had he was like they had we weren't allowed to report on it or not a
0: ufo it's a USO. it's an identified submarine object
1: but it comes out of the water and flies off into space some of them do that too (laughs) yeah which is so strange so yeah so i'm like i i've met people who claim to have witnessed these things and been told that they're you know, at the, that time and that's where they were working we had to keep it under wraps. And you bad. get to a certain point where you're just like, whatever, it's, it was 20 years ago. Right.
0: <laughs> right. And you're like, it's there's nothing classified
1: that I'm sharing. Yeah. Nothing that's relevant anymore. None of it was ever recorded. So there's no proof that there's no reason to. Yeah. It's just interesting and how enough people are just kind of like come to accept it. Don't care that perpetuating it is not necessarily a risk. I don't know. It's just interesting.
0: My cousin's flight attendant a friend showed me a video of a UFO that he filmed on a plane that he was working on wow. <laughs> in Alaska. So and, you got to
1: actually see one.
0: And uh, yeah, he got to see one. And I, w- I saw the video and I was like, yeah, I have no explanation for that. I've lived around aircraft my entire life and I've never seen anything move like that ever. I mean, I've even lived where they were testing Osprey. So, oh yeah. I've seen, I've been around <laughs> test planes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, nope. Can't explain that one, but mm-hmm. I'm also oh, not an expert whatsoever. Yeah. And there's, oh, okay, so do you know who Survivor Man is? I think I mentioned him you in mentioned the last. him
1: in the last episode. yeah. Yes, Les Stroud. No, I haven't changed that like, <laughs> answer to that. I apologize. I've been, it's been a busy couple weeks.
0: Well, Les Stroud is Survivor Man, and he he does what Bear Grill does, but he doesn't take a crew with him. Right. He is literally it's just him, and he is showing you how to survive pretty much in in real time. And he has an experience with Bigfoot, and he Bigfoot shows some telepathic abilities, like he's almost like speaks into his mind hmm. and there's i believe it's on sasquatch tracks there's an episode of sasquatch tracks where he tells that story and i encourage you to listen to it it's really fascinating i cool. i'm like that's terrifying but also what is
1: that <laughs> and then there's the skeptic in me that was like okay and did he do an accurate job identifying the mushrooms that he chose to eat for dinner that he forged in the forest I don't know. I feel like with enough years of experience, I think you would know the difference. Yeah, true. And I'm not trying to disprove it. I'm just asking the different questions that I was like, would he have known, noticed that? Could that have been something that have maybe But not to disprove it, just to ask the questions of what kinds of possibilities are there out there to explain what experience happened?
0: I think, you know, you could explain it as an extreme fight-or-flight response that it was because he didn't describe it as actual words it was more like images and like a feeling i think he said uh-huh. so i'm like well maybe that's just him and that's how he's internalizing that yeah. experience because he's seeing something that's not rational
1: yeah no that makes sense and there, but there could also be something to be said by the kind of Everything your body emits from that, the pheromone dump, like the adrenaline dump, the pheromones, like there's so many things that your body produces during Mm. all of that, that that could potentially, if being around another being that is sensitive some degree or another could use that as a way of communicating Mm -hmm. i mean we have instances of experiencing living beings on this planet that communicate that way right plants correct they're incredibly sensitive fungal network yeah they're very sensitive so it's really interesting the fact that we have proof of living things existing around us as we speak that mm-hmm. already fit that criteria why couldn't that also right. exist in an unknown being or an, right
0: like, a being that's um not a plant
1: yeah or because they're outside of what we've ever observed mm-hmm. ride somewhere in the middle
0: hmm. what if bigfoot is how like our mind has recreated a memory and put in place something that is more rational than what they've seen. That is still irrational yet more rational than seeing an alien and having a very traumatic experience and they're like, Nope, I'm just gonna compartmentalize. Rewrite your memories, men in black. (laughs) I'm honest I'm thinking of this movie with um what is her name? She was in Resident Evil. It was like this whole Mila Jovovich. Yeah. She does this movie that's about alien abductions and how it affected this town mentally and she has a psychologist that's doing hypnosis therapy on a bunch of people and you don't remember what it's called no i don't
1: oh bummer well if we find out we'll make sure it goes in the show notes folks yeah because now i'm really curious Well, i'll just look
0: at her imdb profile and i'll find it but yeah we'll post in the show notes it was very interesting. And I'm like, that's, so they all had this experience and their minds rewrote it. Or the premise was they were, f- they were their minds were forced to rewrite it. Mm-hmm. They were given false memories. I don't know. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm, I'm not a, saying this is what
1: happened to ha- him. It's a unique story Whatever. line because I feel like there are books that I've read that that's a common ability that vampires have.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is true or hypnosis can, a hip yeah. hypnotic ability also sasquatch is seen having glowing red eyes people saying it's not it's, reflective eyes what's it's it again glowing tacitum tapidum,
1: lucidum tapitum lucidum thank mm-hmm. you just for you Allie. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so that reflective quality that, honestly, if you went outside and just had a flashlight and you just, without any other lights around, you just flashed it just in the grass, anything that you see shining back, you know, all those little eyes, those are spiders and bugs. Yeah. I know.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> don't do that. I have the willies now, thanks.
0: <laughs> Boy. Somebody oh. showed me that trick in Okinawa. And by the way, Okinawa has a shit ton of spiders. So they showed me this trick, and I'm like, this is uncomfortable. They're all, they're right there. They're, they're there. They have lots of eyes. <sighs> they do. <laughs> they do. <laughs>
1: they, they have eight of, of them, flies. Right? Four. No, that's legs. I don't know. They have, lo- I don't know, lots of eyes. More than eight.
0: <laughs> Yeah. I obviously don't know anything about arachnids. But yeah, Bigfoot and Alien.
1: What do you think? I so Bigfoot is one of those I can look at a lot of regularly easily observable proof all around that it is a lot more accessible to to believe and be a believer that there are there is a possibility of realm of believability yeah so i feel like adding adding any kind of xenomorphic element to it kind of kicks it past the realm of believability for me because i don't have as close a proximity to that experience Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah and so I'm not saying that it's impossible, but I personally do not have the life experience. A
0: little bit outside of your realm of, pos- of uh, ex- believability, yeah. and so it's like, yeah. I...
1: so I mean, life experiences can definitely push me in that direction eventually. But for so now, if you
0: saw, so if you saw a, a flying object, that you're like, what is
1: happening or, there? Or or get what to know more firsthand, ex- first hear more firsthand. Exp- I have heard a handful of tales, almost all of them servicemen, essentially testifying to the proof of there being technology out there that we don't know about that is unexplainable and they, therefore not something that's reported on or mm-hmm. is kept confidential still for whatever reasons. Right. Yeah, who knows? It could
0: have been a part of an operation that's still relevant in other operations today. Right. So it's just- So they keep it a secret. It's just, just extra information that's just
1: because of relational yep. stuff. But again, like the just the the keeping of secrets makes keeps things from staying in the realm of believability. Mm. If that makes like I I just trust how much I can prove it if I'm not allowed to dive in and explore it and learn about it. Do you think that
0: that it's confidentiality affects your believability? Like or do you think that your trust, how much trust you have in the government affects your believability in things like UAPs?
1: I struggle with secret keeping period whether mm-hmm. it's a government or my next door neighbor I struggle with
0: so how much percentage wise mm-hmm. do you think we know about what the government does operationally
1: percentage wise I think we probably only know about 20% as far as how much it's either kept secret or just they don't bother to communicate cuz so if do they trust, don't think it's do you trust that the government keeps those secrets for your safety Um, I would say about as much percentage of how much I believe that I know about what that's out there. That same skeptical, like, I believe that there is... I believe there are pockets of truth, but Mm -hmm. I don't believe that they are the majority. So especially when I see how deliberately our government actively acts in the interests of capitalism and their pocketbooks than they do for humanitarian reasons. Mm -hmm. I very, very seldom ever see the government do anything outwardly that... Listen
0: to our our Haitians' zombies. Exactly. Just (laughs) go back and listen to that. There's a good example.
1: It's, It's hard to... believe. It's hard to trust that. So, yes, it could be that the accessibility to the technology to be able to report on these things, they're deliberately limiting so that they can keep control by keeping the information a secret mm-hmm. or they pretend that it is so that they have they can keep some sort of power over this m- Mystery narrative, right? They control a narrative. That is, it is obvious over and over again that politicians find that fear is the best tactic to get the masses to act on your behalf. And you can turn the mob in your direction, as
0: well, just stepping stones to a platform, as well. Like just and using secrets as a narrative tactic is, it's. I mean, it's psychological
1: warfare, propaganda. And the, the, yeah.
0: it, that's a, the guy that would have like made that up in the propaganda department. Mm-hmm. It was probably is probably like a secret hero in that.
1: Oh yeah, and <laughs> these are people place. that are just geniuses at marketing. Yeah, that's. I mean, you can anyone can learn that shit. Understand right. how to control a an angry mob. Mm-hmm.
0: It can be an instinctive thing to to know how to read people and how to control a group.
1: Yeah. It's scary, like cult leaders, guys. Yeah. Not, but that, we're not, not that they're directly, is and not that there's a direct correlation <laughs> to Bigfoot and aliens and no. cults, but I can understand they each, though different, attract a similar crowd. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, they intersect. There's, there is a, definitely an intersecting there in, in...
0: unexpected ways, I think, mm-hmm. because it's and it, co- it's up to the, the government level. I cannot pronounce this gentleman's last name, but he worked. For for the Forestry Service for like twenty-five years, and he has a story about how, in his spare time when he was not working, he volunteered and he had this. Oh, he's like, the one who of, got kidnapped, right? No, not him, but he, he was a guy later guy. Um, okay. His name is John Mayonjinsky. My- I can't say his last name correctly. It'll be in the show notes. So he worked for the Forestry Service, and he, in his spare time, he was part of this volunteer network that did Bigfoot sightings and recorded that information. And and when his bosses heard about this and that members of the Forestry Service were doing this in their spare time, they were like, "If we find out you're doing this, we will fire you." Essentially, Oof. yeah. Like, why? Why, why is that care? necessary? Yeah. And they also actively don't keep
1: records of Bigfoot sightings. You would think they would. They don't do that. Which is interesting because it kind of corroborates then, too, with the story of the flying objects, submersive, whatever you call them, UFA. USOs A- so A- so 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 and so. UAPs. And yeah, whatever. the Government oh, and their things. abbreviations.
0: <laughs> yep. Acrolingo, that's what I call it. It's like text conversations mm-hmm. in some ways. LOL. I love hearing N-R-B. my parents talk because I'm like, I have no idea what you guys are even talking about right now. Because they're
1: acronyms that they're so comfortable with just, that they spit yeah. them out like regular English.
0: Yep. My dad really enjoys making up the meanings of acronyms. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know personally if Bigfoot is an alien. But I also want to say that I do not doubt that Les Stroud had that experience. If he mm-hmm. he believes that that's what happened, I believe him.
1: Interesting to say to how much we don't know about our own planet Oh my There's gosh. So much more out there that could help inform us and give us a better big pic- picture of what we're looking at. We've got just-
0: to do an episode on um submarine like sub sub sound like sounds
1: underwater. Underwater. That's sound. all I'm gonna say. Okay. I find it really interesting learning more about cephalopods. Oh. Yeah. There's okay. there's an interesting correlation with the Kraken and Lovecraft and the severity of intelligence that you get in animals like an octopus. It's such a small creature, but do you ever see Fucking smart as hell? There is this amazing <laughs> documentary on that was on Netflix and My it was called My Teacher about a, a free diver and documentarian who made an unlikely friendship with an octopus and spent a good amount of time just regularly swimming with it and getting to know it and learning to communicate and building this trust and relationship and understanding the level of intelligence and communication that this creature, undersea creature had with him. Yes, an animal, but with a level of awareness of their briefness of life that they have Mm -hmm. is pretty amazing. I don't know. They're incredibly this intelligent creatures. So. Story
0: of an octopus in an aquarium. I'm just going to do this really quick story. Yeah. That well, they one of their fish kept disappearing. Mm-hmm. They would every morning they'd find that more were gone, and they couldn't figure out how it was happening because all of the different tanks were secured. Turns out the octopus found a slight, teeny, tiny crack in his tank, and he would squeeze himself through it after. The guard had walked through on his round, so he knew he wasn't going to come back, and you could see footage of him getting out through this crack and crawling across the floor and getting into the other tank and eating these fish, and then coming back after the security guard (laughs) has done his other round (laughs) and sinks back into the other tank. Yeah. Wow! (laughs) That's amazing. We digress, but anyway, what if Bigfoot is just another type of alien? Scale of 1 to 10 believability. I like this joint.
1: For, (laughs) for, For my knowledge base and where I'm at, scale of believability, I would say in order for me to keep the alien in the picture, there has to be some sort of... Kind of crossbreeding is the word. I mean, I guess it seems crude, but that's kind of the genetic thought
0: manipulation, that you're there's saying?
1: not necessarily genetic mutation mu- manipulation. Yeah. I'm saying um, alien creatures that have a an affinity for communication styles with maybe a different evolutionary version of an ancestor of ours. I could believe that having influencing over how it evolves and is so damn good at keeping themselves secret. You know, not that they're uh, the same kind of intellectual advancement as we are, but because of maybe an emotional intuitive ability, they're able to keep themselves More hidden from emotionally.
0: us. Oh, well, yeah. Like they're, I mean, sharks have um, this special membrane that allows them to detect electromagnetic things in the water you Crazy. know what i'm saying
1: <laughs> sure well not i mean i guess it's part of a way of how they would
0: that's how they hunt hunt yeah yeah so i'm like well this could be a survival technique how, that
1: is that would it have something to do with like the, the concept of like smelling blood in the water yeah. sensing whatever is in the blood have, they have the a metal another, the like, copper
0: part of their brain that's that has highly developed to that sense of
1: smell so just bizarre underwater smell Water Unique. actually
0: makes smell, uh, like more like more. It's so you mm-hmm. don't lose a dog like a, h- a bloodhound. If you have a hound looking for you, you don't y- lose it by going through water. In fact, it actually makes your scent more distinct in the water, and they can follow. You. They can still follow you across. MythBusters did an episode about it, and that dog tracked him down in the water. No problem. Huh? <laughs> yeah, awesome. So I tried all the tricks from that um, mm-hmm. Cool Hand Luke movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, none of them worked. <laughs> so many, yeah, it's a good movie. But yeah, what if Bigfoot is just another type of alien? I've just, I pose that openly.
1: I'm curious to hear people's th- theories on it. If you have the, if you have opinions, yeah. Uh, please shoot us a message when this episode comes out. Like, fi- <laughs> find a way to send it. To Instagram, you can actually send us a Twitter. message through Anchor FM if you're actually yes. listening directly from the website.
0: Mm-hmm. And we're on Twitter now. Yeah. So yeah,
1: do reach out. Give us your thoughts on this one because uh, mm-hmm. it's it is definitely a stretch, and I love the stretch. It's kind of fascinating, and I want to hear people's ideas and theories and your because sci-fi
0: mind out.
1: Come on, yeah, there's some right. beautiful things
0: about sci-fi. I have another one for you. Okay, what if Bigfoot is an alien-human hybrid created to be able to survive here? Oh,
1: so that's where you're going with the genetic manipulation. Yeah. Okay, okay, uh-huh. yeah. I mean there's a horror movie in the making there. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm just instantly, my brain goes, uh-huh,
0: Predator. <laughs> yes, that's kind of also, like, I was I was watching this documentary. I think it was an episode of Ancient Aliens, and I was, like, thinking, like, this sounds like Predator. <laughs> and then I remember, I'm like, oh, shit one of the stories from what like I just I put on this podcast and I just guys I just let it go I don't even know how many episodes I listened to it all just kind of flows into one another but one of them described how they were watching Predator and he did the thing where he was camoed and so you he was invisible and he was, they were like fuck that's what I saw that's what I saw, and I was like, I can't remember if it was a Bigfoot sighting that they had that experience, or if it was an alien sighting, like a green. Where it like was a able gray. to camouflage itself. Yeah, I can't remember. But see, it's just like I just let him go, so I don't remember.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a sign of a well put together series if you if you can binge him that easily.
0: That's true. Or I'm just
1: barely paying attention, and I'm just super high. <laughs> <in> that too. <laughs> That's okay too. Sometimes being high is the best way to really sort of mold these things over your in your brain open your mind well you kind of have to do it over and over again too in order to like really like get it to stick in because <laughs> you don't always remember all the material
0: i remember an episode of grace and frankie where frankie doesn't have a driver's license <laughs> so grace insists she gets one and she studies for the driver's test Hi. Like she's stoned all the time while she's studying for it. She goes in, she fails because she's sober, and she's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna." I was high when I, I'm gonna know it if I'm stoned. I'll know it when I'm stoned. She goes in there stoned, she passes.
1: <laughs> I love that
0: show. <laughs> Good show. All right. What if we are the alien experiments, and Bigfoot is what
1: we should have been? Okay. I have a- I have a question, a counter question to this question. Okay. what What is it that you listened to or read <laughs> that triggered this particular idea that you were curious to know what people think about us being the guinea pigs? Um, ancient aliens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Okay. It's that
0: Bigfoot episode, one of the first Bigfoot episodes that he does. I hadn't gone there and I was like, Oh, what an interesting twist. Maybe, maybe. This is believable.
1: If yeah, when you take the time to set the stage and show you where how easily it is to flip the information changes how you're looking at it. Right? I don't know. What if? If if Bigfoot is what we should have been, I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm a little sad that I'm not a giant hairy creature <laughs> that can stay hidden in the woods. <laughs> but I'm also happy with what I have.
0: I'm glad that I have running water. Yeah. in my soap. <laughs> but if you
1: were a Bigfoot, you wouldn't care what you smelled like.
0: True, because I would probably be using the, the fauna to make me stink and people would not want to be around me. <laughs> And mark my territory, of course. You know, koalas have this special part on their tummy that excretes this oil that they rub all over the eucalyptus branches that they're hanging on to. And, um, mark their territory. Oh boy, it stinks. It's really bad.
1: I bet you get a good whiff of, whiff of that when you get to hold a koala.
0: Oh? Uh-huh. And you don't realize that they've transferred that scent onto your clothing. So it is on you all day long. And you are you are in public <laughs> with that on you all day long. And it's only when you, like, pull your shirt off at night and you're like, oh, shit, I went around smelling like this all
1: day long. Wow. The koala bears <laughs> love
0: you. They are so cute, though.
1: I think it'd be interesting if we were an experiment. I, get, I giggle occasionally when I see those tropes on TV shows. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, my connection with the koala thing, the reason I brought it up, is like, what if Sasquatch has that similar
1: oh, thing? Maybe. And that's why it, he stinks. I mean, there's scent glands, likely. A lot of animals have them. Technically, we do. Mm-hmm. We just don't actively use them for marking yeah, our no, territory anymore. So I kind of
0: touched upon how the government covers up Bigfoot. And we if you have watched anything with aliens in it, you, you know pretty much... The, the whole premise of how the government covers up UFO and Roswell and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But there's evidence that the FBI was studying the Bigfoot in the 70s and they had their own records about it. Hmm. There was one story I listened to where two gentlemen from a nondescript part of the government came to his house after he made a report of a Bigfoot sighting that in a Bigfoot that he had shot. So he was like, I'm I don't. I don't know what, the guy was like, I don't know what you believe. I That's, believe what you believe, but I just want to make a report that I shot an animal and this is what happened, this is what I saw. And what he saw was pretty, pretty amazing. It was incredible. He, he saw two Sasquatch creatures, one smaller one that was 5'11 and then one bigger one. I can't remember how tall he said that one was. And... It seemed like one was going to make for him, so he, out of defense, shot the shorter one and witnessed the bigger one come over, pick up... (laughs) pick it up and then climb a sheer cliff with one arm and uh, he's like i that's what i saw but i shot an animal (laughs) i just want to make that report so he made this report to the local ranger and the ranger didn't take him seriously he showed him all the stuff the ranger was like wait hold on because there was blood evidence there were footprints and such and so he's like okay there was something happened here and what you're saying does kind of line up but i can't make a thing somebody's going to come back and talk to you and so two guys came back and talked to him nondescript part of the government and they pretty much tell him yeah no you did not see what you saw and it would be in your best interest if you didn't talk about it yeah why i don't understand that right that's interesting to me i don't know maybe they were in the fbi and they're just sitting there actively covering it up right there oh you have like instances where like the ranger like sat there was writing the report and as soon as bigfoot was mentioned he just crunched it up and threw it away
1: because he probably been trained that those are the stories that no one wants to hear it's a joke like it's it was a bear yeah it was a bear we see so many TV shows, too, where that is always, like, the downfall of the people who could have been there to protect you. Because they just don't believe you.
0: Yeah. Like, pretty much every haunting movie out there.
1: Well, and even just the story of the gentleman who was kidnapped by Bigfoots. How many years it took mm-hmm. him to finally share like the encounters? encounter? Years. God, to sit with something like that and not say it for so long because you so know afraid. what people are going to think. Y'all need to watch Unexplained Mysteries
0: too, because mm-hmm. there's this episode where there's a UFO, like shared UFO experience in this town. Nobody talked about it to each other. Nobody for years until a, somebody came in and was asking them questions, and they wait. They were like, "Wait a second, you you saw it too?" Like years afterwards, and it's like family members and neighbors, mm-hmm. and they just never talked about it so they didn't know that everybody else saw the ufo
1: okay question for you Kay. then was that maybe a group suggestion oh was how that do a- you do that well we talked about it earlier the telepathic abilities oh. or feeling emotions or impressions if if that sort of empathic ability is present in these beings why wouldn't it be difficult i mean why wouldn't they simply implant the seed of doubt and everyone collectively, so that they don't feel comfortable sharing this information, is mm. a way to keep them from Hide. corroborating their existence. Right. It's
0: hiding. I mean, mm, maybe. Some
1: people may think that's a stretch, but I think that for them to have the anonymity they continue to retain in an age like today they have to have a level of cunning and abilities to be able to stay under the radar
0: oh i have a question because this was brought up in the ancient aliens episode what if the bigfoot is interdimensional and that's why we don't see them all the time and we don't have any evidence of their bodies or anything
1: and they or have a way to leave the planet that we can't yeah uh, they exist
0: in a parallel universe and they just create a vortex
1: and now Oop. we're into multiverses. Yeah. I've enjoyed full on sci fi shows that have taken time to explore this possibility mm-hmm. because, oh, damn it. I had Don't a good lose it going. I did. It went. Don't lose
0: it. Possibility of alternate universes. Right.
1: Stargate Atlantis Fuck touched yeah. on this for a little bit. And I really love this the concept of parallel universes. Stargate SGU does it too. And they did a lovely job of it. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Mm hmm. And then Quantum Leap. That's a good one. That's a I like that really one. Really good and one. I feel like there's a couple of books out there that capture a similar sense. Alan L. Engels, it was the book that <gasps> came after A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a swiftly tilting planet? No, not or that. Or w- not The Wind in the Door. No, it was a swiftly tilting planet because it was the one with Charles Wallace and the Pegasus, and he was he was transporting himself through people's existences historically they... to try to alter. No, the that path was the of... third
0: one. What was the one where they are in? I thought the second one was when they're in the mitochondria. They like I don't know. There's something about mitochondria, and they get like transported into this like mini verse inside cells or something. And there was a dance in
1: it. Wow. thank. <laughs> I'm, I was in third grade. <laughs> oh, okay. I've only I've only l- listened to them read to me, and I was, my fourth grade teacher did. Okay. A wrinkle I could in have read, Time I could and A Swiftly Tilting Planet. Well, it's hard to catch, because it, did it have the twins in it? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's A Wind in the Door. That's the third book. Did I really get that far? They don't necessarily because have I to be read in order. Because I remember Pegasus,
0: too. Oh, okay.
1: And the Pegasus, I think, ends up in in all of them. He's I was cr-
0: reading it with my third grade teacher, Mr. Severin. Shout out! Diane. I feel
1: like that the pegasus was even in a wrinkle in time but the pegasus is what Maybe. takes charles wallace through his like through time and he starts back so far as prehistoric time to try to help alter the path of the future and okay. so he does small manipulations it. through it. it's really bizarre I will add it to my but audible it, it felt list. a lot like quantum leap in in how he mm. was he was present in their bodies but he couldn't take 100 percent control or they would reject him and it would kick him out gunslinger 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 does
0: it gunslinger series if you read the books it does that for sure the entire like second and i couldn't finish the second book because it got really sad and um i was kind of unhappy with gunslinger's decisions in the first book
1: i'm gonna circle us back up again because i think we've tangented a bit
0: okay going back to it why if the government was covering up bigfoot why Mm -hmm. like if if they were let's just take it for granted for a second they are Mm -hmm. covering up bigfoot why
1: i think there should probably be two camps here one they believe it and they're not wanting to have to deal with whatever fallout (laughs) or resources that would be involved (laughs) in having to investigate it any further than already and it's better for them to just write it off at this point to try to keep that under wraps Or they're oblivious to it and so they don't give it the time of day. If they're covering it up, I don't think they're doing it for our protection. I don't I don't think it would matter. No. Because enough it like if if they cared enough about protecting people from something that they knew existed, they would be doing something about it. And there it is far more actively researched in the academic community than it is in any kind Mm -hmm. of governmental. Capacity. And it's barely
0: taken seriously in the academic community. Yeah,
1: barely. But the people that do take it seriously are also very intelligent, credible people. Know so what you sh- doing. just because they're the minority doesn't mean they right. don't have some truth to what they're doing that you should right. pay attention to. So
0: last question. Okay. How would acknowledging Bigfoot's existence change cultural discourse and government policies?
1: Those are two very different. They things. are
0: tackle them how you wish. I'm gonna light up my joint.
1: Well, I think. I think government policies don't want to have to deal with it. That's why they're not acknowledging it.
0: So if if they were forced to acknowledge it, what would they have to do?
1: They would probably do the minimal. Yeah. I would think that they would either take the time to classify what it is scientifically uh, and then place it in the category accordingly. And the less acknowledgement of its being human-like... The easier it is to relegate it to a category they can control and manipulate and move on. That's kinda my like cynical. Buffalo. It's yeah, it's very cynical. They can control
0: the pop. That yeah, we give them the ability to control the population, kind of like we do with other animals that are close to extinction. What about cultural discourse? How do you think it would change? Would it change how people go hiking? Would it change? What people do when they're hiking or camping or how, would, would they f-
1: change how people want to be in nature? I would f- I would feel that it would make things worse, just like people's obsessions with national parks. They're getting destroyed because it's overpopulated and it they rely on that population to pay to get in, to continue to pay the staff to upkeep the park, but it doesn't pay enough to do the work that needs to be done. Right. And if they limit, then, you know, it's this big... Vicious cycle. Do you
0: think it would just become a tourist trap?
1: I do. I think that there is a chance for it to be in the long term detrimental because we're currently in a society that's totally all about sensationalism. So people are going out there with their cell phones and they're going to, I mean, do stupid shit. I mean, people are going to get hurt. Like <laughs> Right now, it's really important when you go to Glacier National Park that you get a good, solid bear education and have the proper equipment because... Grizzly bears eat people. <laughs> yeah. Glacier has stories. There is actually a famous one, I think from the 70s, two different grizzly bears killing a person on the same night, e- killing and eating a human at different places in the park on the same night. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, they tell the stories as cautionary tales because Fuck. humans, especially nowadays, are so oblivious with their phones. They're disconnected from the real world around them. And it makes them easy prey. Right.
0: Yeah, that's true. We don't really look off the trail that much. No. Except when there's a pretty view.
1: Mm-hmm. And then we stop and take pictures and fall off cliffs because we're not paying attention to our surroundings.
0: I keep turning my computer off.
1: Oh well, that is the last question. Mm-hmm. So you don't need it anymore.
0: No, I don't. We never talked about what we were smoking. Really? We quick. didn't. We. Um, um. Well, Sarah, what are you smoking first off?
1: So I'm gonna say one of my favorite things about. Marijuana is that it has actually become one of the most useful forms of pain management for my monthly cycle So mm-hmm. when I get really bad cramps I really like a good one-to-one. So I like a CBD THC That's equal your portions. And this one is called pineapple jagger Or, or Jaeger. Jaeger. <laughs> I, I'm honestly <laughs> tired enough and couldn't quite tell and, and
0: you guys decide
1: well, and some of you out there may know what st- what strain that is and can, can help me better identify. Right. It helped, would have helped if I'd known what the parent strain's names were. Google
0: it on Leafly.
1: There you go. Leafly is a good resource for those of you wanting to learn more about right. the growing knowledge base of marijuana and its uses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is a really lovely, it helps really mitigate a lot of the cramps, pains, body aches that I get. Makes life a bit more bearable.
0: You hear that, uterus owners? Good tip. I am smoking. I've been smoking a Winberry Farm Sweet Leaf blend. It's got some Ice Cream Man Gelato, 33 Glitter Apples, Tropicana Cookies, Carl S Sour Sunday, Dedication OG, and it's just like a blend of all this different flower.
1: It's a very similar list to the one that we smoked a few episodes back. Oh yeah. Not the same, but very similar. It's
0: got twenty. It's got almost 25% THC. Nice. Oh wow the sativa for you it's been very pleasant i like it very chatty that's why we digressed a lot hope you guys are having a good night hope you enjoyed the episode see you have next a time. good night
1: hey yo did you enjoy the episode
0: Give us a review. Like, subscribe, follow, do what you do.
1: Wherever
0: you listen. If you happen to have a story we might like, a topic suggestion, or even a correction, send us a message.
1: You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Gmail. Links in the show notes. See ya next time.
0: Later. Toodaloo. Peace. Nope. fuck.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs>